Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Hey, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about what to do should your dog go missing. Now, again, this is something we hope you guys never have to go through. Mm -hmm. But sadly, the day after we lost Finley, um, our friend Catherine called in a panic. Her um, elderly dog, Sue, had gotten out of the house while she was not there and went missing. And uh, I still hear her frantic call in 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 my head. Yeah. So um, first things first, it's probably the hardest thing to do, but stay calm. It's so hard to think clearly when you're in a situation like this. And growing up, I have had dogs get out of the house and go missing. So I know the absolute terror that it is. So, um, but try to stay calm because when you're, when you're calm, you can make better decisions for your dog and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the number two thing you want to do is you want to search the last known location. You know, you want to make sure that you understand time is of the essence and you're, uh, you're searching that last location. And while you're searching that area, um, tell all the neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, something that I talked to Catherine about was she said, I wish I knew my neighbors better. So get to know your neighbors. Um, I think because she has seen your dog, she she would take them for short little walks. But, you know, our neighbors know us because, you know, we've been walking the dogs for 17 years in this neighborhood. So, um, but it's important that you get to know your neighbors so that if this happens, you can let them know and they can be on the lookout. Yep. So, uh, number three, contact local shelters daily. Now, what people say is go in person mm-hmm. to the shelters because they, so I was helping Catherine by calling the local county um, animal control shelter and this lady started rattling off the list of dogs that had come in over one night. Wow. And I was, I mean, I thought she was done and she kept going. They get a lot of dogs. They get a lot of animals. They are overwhelmed. Um, her particular county, every dog that comes in, they take a picture and they put it on their website, which is great. But it does help to talk to these people because I was able to tell this woman this is my dear friend who only rescues senior dogs and she's just beside herself. This woman so appreciated that Catherine is that type of person that rescues senior dogs that she put a post-it note at her desk so she could keep an eye out for Sue. Um, So it does help to actually talk to people and visit if you can. Now we are in a large metropolitan area, so it can be very hard to go visit places. Um, mm-hmm. But if you can go in person, because you're going to recognize your dog better than anyone else. What you tell them over the phone may not be what they see when the dog comes in. Yeah, that's very important. And another important thing you need to do is you need to contact your local veterinarians. And they say within a 60-mile radius. And the reason why is most people that find a lost dog don't take it to the nearest veterinarian. They take it to their veterinarian. So you need to pull up Google Maps or or any other type of map you have out there, and you need to pull that pull up uh, veterinarians in my area, and you need to get on the horn and call them. Uh, and uh, there, there's usually a form they'll fill out. 
that will you know you know put that dog on notice if they if it comes in and they'll still scan for a microchip and things like that now i will note i learned through helping Catherine there are some online services that will uh, contact local veterinarians for you there are some free options but if you really want the blanketing canvassing effect it's paid options I don't know a lot about that. I know I helped her register for two of them, but um, if anyone has experience with those, please drop a comment because that is another way um, that you can contact the veterinary offices. Again, we're in a very large metropolitan area, so there are veterinary offices everywhere. So a 60-mile radius, that's a lot of vets. That's going to be a lot of phone calls. Yeah, yeah. But you figure, like, what if someone is, like, just passing through town and they see this stray animal, and like Catherine kept saying, her dog is elderly, blind, deaf, and needs heart medication. She's like, they may think that the owner dumped the dog, you know, like they don't realize that somebody's out there looking for it. So they may take it with them and then realize, oh, you know, we we can't care for this dog. Let's take it to the vet, but it could be in another state. So you just got to canvas the area. Um, Absolutely. So... Number five is make flyers. So make them simple, bold, eye-catching. The one, so I did, I'm a graphic designer. You guys know that. And so I was the perfect person to help Catherine with this. So I made various ones. There there is a, a site online where you can like put in the details and it will make a flyer for you. Um... I didn't like how much smaller the picture of the dog was on that flyer. And there was a lot of small text. And I know that when I'm driving and I see a sign, you know, I want to be able to see picture of the dog and big, bold information. So after Catherine talked to some experts, our third version of the flyer was reward bold on the top, her phone number bold. We have two pictures of her dog, one showing the face and one showing the body. Um, Lost dog, please do not chase, take photo, and call or text, and then the crossroads where she was last seen. So the reason that they say um, to take a photo and call or text is that um, that you want to make sure it's your dog, and if it is, then hopefully you can go over there and get it. If your dog is skittish, it may not come to someone. You know, uh, you know your dog best. Um, it might be better for the person to take a photo, text it to you, so you can get over there and and you know grab the dog. Now, again, if you're far away and you're not going to be able to, that's a different scenario. You may ask them, "Will you please lure her with some food or whatever?" Um, but make sure that your flyer is bold and easily readable from a car. Mm-hmm. Think about when you're driving and you see a lost animal sign. Um, and a couple of tips for that. So, you know, those plastic sleeves that you can put in a three ring binder, put the flyer in that and then seal the opening with some clear packing tape. So it stays waterproof. Um, and then for high density areas, like major intersection sections, you definitely want to put big signs there. And the yeah. easiest way to do that is to go get some like neon poster board and just replicate what you have on the flyer on the poster board, big, thick marker, big writing. And then the advice we got on that is cover the entire piece of poster board in clear packing tape to help keep it water resistant. That's, that's really good advice because otherwise it's just going to get wilty and mm-hmm. run all yeah. the ink will run. It'll, it'll run. 
So I think that's uh, excellent advice and stuff that you, you know, if you write this down or you come back to our video, it'll help you because, you know. Yeah, you don't think to, about these things until yeah, you need it. Exactly. Hopefully you never need it. Yes. So uh, one thing is to put articles. Number six. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> number, number six, put articles of clothing uh, outside your home. It'll help your dog, you know, if use their sense of smell to find it. You can also put food and water out. The only drawback to that is you may attract, you know, raccoons or other type of wildlife. The neighborhood cat. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, and then one thing you can do is get like a trail cam. Uh, hunters use them for, you know, their hunting areas. They they put it on a trail, a wildlife trail, and, you know, to see deer or, or whatever prey they're after. And um, that would work great because it, it would take a picture or a video only when motion goes by. So, And I think Catherine got one that actually, it was tied to her cell phone so that when there was oh, yeah. something, she would get a notification. Yeah, yeah, they have, they have, they've advanced. It used to be you had to go and take them out and take the film in and get it developed but it's a great idea to to have in this case and yeah. they're not super expensive awesome so number seven enlist help um with work and life responsibilities this all of this it takes a lot of time so you know get people to help you ask your friends and family to help um there's they're going to absolutely do what they can to help you uh, yeah absolutely uh, one of the things you can do also, number eight, is post a digital version of your flyers online. So you can go to Facebook. Uh, if your neighborhood has a Facebook account, you know, that would be a great place to start. Uh, Nextdoor, Craigslist, et cetera. Um, you know, get that digital information out there. Absolutely. And um, well, I, from helping Catherine, I found so many Georgia's missing pets, Gwinnett, County missing pet, you know, just there are missing pet groups all over Facebook. There are very helpful people in there that will give you some good advice. Um, something that we saw in uh, another video was a great idea that I didn't even consider. And I know some of the services you can sign up for will do this, but think about running a Facebook ad to yeah. just get more eyeballs on your um, on your digital flyer. Right. Uh, number nine, be cautious. So if someone calls and says they have your pet, I would ask for a picture mm -hmm. of the animal. Number one, so you can verify that it's even your animal because a lot of people think they have your pet or think they saw your pet and it's not the same. Um, and only meet them at a safe place like a police station or vet's office during business hours. Especially if you are able to offer a reward, you know, people are going to try to get the reward. There's some not so savory people out there, unfortunately, and um, just be cautious. Yeah. Especially even if you're like chatting with somebody online, don't give out too much personal information. You know, you don't want people to be able to track you down and just be very careful. Absolutely. Number 10 is consider hiring a tracker. Yes, there are pet specific, lost pet specific trackers mm -hmm. that you can hire. Um, a lot of them work with other dogs. They'll use the, uh, the scent of the dog to, to go uh, track down 
the animal. And that's why it's important to know where it was last seen if mm-hmm. you if you do. Um but there's a there's there's a group out there. This is not free. No, they, they no. do they do charge for it. I think it probably because Catherine did get um trackers and I think roughly in our area it was like fifteen hundred dollars maybe to get mm-hmm. a tracker. Now her dog being blind and deaf, it was a special needs scenario. Um the tracker had two dogs that um, searched her neighborhood and where they last found the scent was an area where the tracker saw active coyote dens. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately we don't think the ending to, um, Sue's, um, experience was positive, but we don't know for sure. So, um, but yeah, consider hiring a tracker, um, you know, reach out, get references, make sure you're working with someone that has a proven track record of, you know, doing this kind of work. Um, they even gave Catherine advice, like, you know, go from the last place that she was seen and drag a blanket that you sleep on that has your scent on it back to your house. Um, I know there was somebody in one of the rescue or one of the missing groups that said, use liquid smoke, like in the trees around your house. So there was all kinds of information out there. Um, You're going to get inundated with it. So um, just definitely rely on what the experts tell you and what people who, you know, have done this successfully before will tell you to do. Um, We have a couple of tips for you as well. So those are like the main 10 things to consider. And we're hoping we didn't leave anything glaringly obvious off of that list. But tips to make this a more successful effort for you. Make sure you have current pictures of your dog or your pets on your phone so that you can easily share them. So say like in Catherine's uh, scenario, she wasn't going to be making the flyer I was. So I'm like, send me pictures of Sue. Um, Make sure they're clear. The lighting is good. Make sure you can see the entire body for various markings. Again, a lot of these dogs look similar, but if you know your dog has a white left paw and a black right paw, you know, you're going to be able to uh, you, clarify with people by showing them pictures. So full body, that will also give you the perspective of the dog, you know, like in the up close picture of Sue, she looks a lot bigger than she really is. So make sure, and she's got some really, you know, definitive markings on her body. So that's very, very important. Um, and then do you want to take the next tip? Yeah. So identify what friends have skills, uh, that can help you perform these tasks. So, you know, if you've got a friend that's a graphic designer, maybe have them do, do the flyer, uh, or a social media whiz, let them handle that aspect of it. Someone who's great on the phone, um, you know, let them make the phone calls and reach out to the vets and the shelters, just, Utilize people for the skills they have. Uh, you know your friends, and, and I think it would be, you know, wise to just, you know, apply tasks to their mm-hmm. skills. Yeah, because like we said, you're not going to be able to do everything. If you, like, I don't live close to Catherine, so for me to go pound the pavement and help knock on doors wasn't going to be feasible. So I was like, what can I do from home? There's a lot of remote stuff. So I made calls. I helped with flyers. I helped with social media. Um rely on your friends and your neighbors that live close to you 
to knock on doors, help put up flyers around the area and do those sorts of things. And, right. you know, if somebody is able to go visit shelters for you, if you can't. So think about it, you know, your, your friend in another state could help you with a lot of the virtual stuff. So yep. make sure you reach out for help. Um, also make sure that microchip that you have is up to date. So, um, you know, not everyone has a microchip, but if your dogs do have microchips, always make sure they're up to date. It doesn't mean that whoever finds the dog, though, is actually going to take it to a vet to get scanned. So that's kind of the rub. And that's something that Catherine realized through this process was she said, I'm so neurotic, I don't like my dogs to have collars on them at the house because I don't want them to catch it on something and get it stuck. Well, then that means the dog gets loose without a collar. So you're relying on somebody finding the dog, not just taking it themselves and keeping it. You're hoping that they do the right thing, take it to a vet and get it scanned. Right. Not everyone's an upstanding person, so that's not going to happen. So we discussed probably the best option would be. A GPS tracker uh, that would go on your dog's collar. Um, these, these have advanced. Um, when they first came out years ago, they, they weren't great. They've advanced now, and they talk to your, you know, smartphone, so you can pull it up at any time and see exactly where your dog is. Or let me rephrase that: you can see exactly <laughs> where your dog's GPS collar is. Yes, because somebody could easily take it off if they're stealing your dog. Right. But if you know your dog has gone missing, and it has a GPS tracker on its collar or a, a collar that is a tracker. Look that up immediately so you can pinpoint that location. It is a time is of the essence tool. Um, you know, if if you know your dog's missing, that's when you turn it on and try and find that and go directly to where that yeah. is. That will also help you with the tracker, you know, because that's yeah. your last known place that the dog was if the collar's there and a the dog's not. Right. And hopefully the d collar is still on the dog and then you don't have to pay, you know, over a thousand dollars to have a tracker, you know, you've, you found your dog. So again, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen to you. We hope these hip tips help you. If it does happen, you know, of course, going through this with Catherine, I was like, wow, we have to do an episode because there is a lot of information to know and very helpful tips that we got from people. So thank you to everybody who helps people. Um, you know, if you've lost a, a pet this way, you know how difficult and, and scary it is. So take a deep breath, share this video with anyone who has, you know, recently lost a pet or anyone who has a pet in general. Let them know this information now so that God forbid it happens, they know what to do. But again, we just hope you never have to use this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell people where they can find us. Yeah, everywhere online at Dog Nerd Show. Drop us a line, dognerdshow at gmail.com. If you want to buy any of our cute dog stuff, go to um, etsy.com slash shop slash hound and thistle. Yeah, there'll be a link down below for that. Uh, also, you know, we really appreciate you guys watching this, and a, and a thumbs up really helps us uh, a lot. Uh, so a subscribe will help us even more. Yeah, so <laughs> so subscribe, hit the notification bell. We really appreciate it. We we put these out every two weeks, and uh, we we appreciate all the comments and and all the interaction. Also, if you're listening to us on a podcast, thank you there. 
Uh, we're on all the major podcasts out there. So if you can't watch us on YouTube, uh, the same content is available on all the podcasting networks. Absolutely. Thank you so much, you guys. We really appreciate your support. Thank you, guys. Bye.